Hi, and welcome to the Boat Princess podcast. My name is Nikki Vo, and I'm your host. I am a boat owner, a marina owner, a director on the Marina Industries Association, and a huge advocate for boating. In this series, I'm sharing the stories from every nook of the boating industry with the intention of encouraging more women to join me and for more women to get behind the helm too. I want to share the experience and opportunities of boating, of the boating industry, and I want you to join me as I bring the conversations and answer all the questions you've had. Boating is not just for the glamorous and rich and famous. It's full of beautiful and interesting people making the most of our natural environment and getting out there, enjoying the waterways. So let's set off the lines, take over the helm and escape to the world of boating. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I am here with somebody I've wanted to meet for quite some time because I've heard about him from so many different people and I really, really love the business that he's uh, uh, running now, which is uh, his own business, which is very, very exciting. Uh, Chris Gates, who is the founder of Sea Tag Yachts, welcome to the Boat Princess podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. It is so good to have you here. <laughs> um, so tell me, Chris, you've been in this industry for a very, very long time. Tell yeah. me about where you started. Uh, I started by accident in reality. I didn't really intend to join the industry. I only worked for two companies and then set my own up. Um, so from school, I went to do a, a technical apprenticeship at a company, which was in truth steered by my, by my parents. It was a fantastic business. And I fell in love with that business, um, and worked my way through that company and ended up in a senior position, uh, running production, running European sales at a very relatively young age. I was very, uh, I wasn't ambitious, but I was very, um, I had no tolerance for anything that wasn't perfect. Okay. Um, uh, so, I, and I had a big drive in me. Um, so they put me in departments where they needed to have huge change. Um, and I suddenly found myself elevated through the business. And I really enjoyed that business. But there was a gentleman that, you know, unfortunately politics is is in, in business today and it's, it's awful. And yeah. um, I, uh, there was a gentleman who came in control of that business that I had no respect for. So I decided to leave. Um, and at the point in time I decided to leave, uh, I, was, I was tapped on the shoulder by uh, a consultancy firm that I'd done some work with that were doing some work inside Princess. I'd never, although I knew where Princess yachts were, or they weren't called Princess yachts, they were called Marine Projects. Okay. And they were a small boat yard down in Plymouth. And because I'm a Plymouthian, I'd know of them, but I had no interest in the business whatsoever. Um, uh, but, uh, this gentleman asked me to go and meet one of the directors from there. I went down there. I thought, it, I thought it would do me for a year until I found out what I really wanted to do. And then I fell in love with the business. It's a, it's a fascinating industry full of very, very, very unassuming, clever people. Um, and it, it, it drew me in. Yeah. So and that was in 89. Wow. Okay. That that's a while ago. Hmm. Um, when, you know, things like, um, I don't know. Um, Madonna were in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite remember that. But, but the... <laughs> it was my musical era in the late 80s. I love the late 80s. And we always used to wear such fun things in the 80s where you know, these wacky outfits we all had. And, and yeah, it was yeah. a fun, fun time in the 80s. So so you're there at Princess. You're, what's your particular role there? Well, the founder of Princess, uh, who is a, a phenomenal gentleman called David King, um, uh, knew that he had a, as he called it, he had a, a big, small business and wanted to become a small, big business. And he brought in a team of consultants and spent a lot of money back in the 1987, 1988. Um, and the reality was it was a waste of time. Um, but they didn't have any controls. We had no building material, no computer systems. No shit. You had a, a very archaic scheduling system, and as he was removing these consultants from the business, they said, "You need to have someone that understands how to plan." 
Yeah. Um, so I uh, that's one of the jobs I did in my previous role. So I came in as their production controller to put in a system and put in bills of material. And I got to understand I was very fortunate. And I was befriended by uh, three or four people in the company that knew they needed help that were in, in control of manufacturing but didn't know what to do. Um, but where these consultants were telling them what to do, they needed someone that could truly understand their problem. Um, and these guys put their arm around me, taught me about boat building, and, I, and we created a, uh, a scheduling and management system that made them successful. Wow. Um, and then that evolved into a few years later, I was then running production, and a few years later, um, I was the operations director. Wow. So um, real true career progression mm, in one space. Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's my view of, you know, there's a lot of people out there and you, there's, you know, if you can make a big difference, um, this, you can do it in this industry very quickly because mm. it's a very complex industry. It's fascinating. It's, it's multifunctional, multifunctional and very, very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many elements to it, isn't there? Are, That's there the thing. are. There are. And, you know, it is, a, it's slightly unfair because although the boats sell for a very uh, large, large amount of money, the infrastructure needed to support that knowledge base is, is relatively thin. So therefore, you have to become an expert in everything. Mm. So, uh, no, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time at Princess. Awesome. And uh, so you've got family that you're you're enjoying whilst you're at Princess. You yeah, grow a family. Yeah. Well, we. I went there um, when I joined in the late eighties. Uh, my wife was pregnant. My first uh, son, um, and uh, we grew a family there. A, th- a family of a bo- uh, eldest boy, two girls. They went all the way through. You know, through their childhood, through. Adulthood uh, blossomed through university, or must someone have to be a captain? Um, and uh, I'd, you know, if you look at the number of families that Princess has supported mm. over the decades, it's phenomenal. Yeah, um, and most of them look back with that, with you know, real, real love in their heart and truth. Yeah, love that. So, on family, you're actually working with one of your family now, mm. aren't you? Because the beautiful Ellie that we uh, interviewed mm-hmm. last year. Is your daughter? She is, yeah. She and is. she is part of your new business, which is Sea Tag Yachts. Tell me where the inspiration came from for this business. Well, I I retired from Princess in 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 twenty twenty, um, and unfortunately went straight into the pandemic. Uh, so we were locked down in the UK. The weather was glorious in the first lockdown, and everybody, in truth, loved it because the world just stopped and we had time to think about things for five minutes. Um, and I tell a story because I thought I love, if, if you ask me what one of my hobbies is, it would be gardening. Um, but when you're gardening seven days a week for a month, <laughs> it's not a longer you, hobby. Realize, you realize that it's no fun. I just like cutting the grass on a Sunday afternoon is what I mean by I like gardening. <laughs> and I thought, why on earth have I, you know, I've got all this knowledge that is so unique mm. in many, many ways. Absolutely. And yet I'm spending my time cutting the grass. Um, uh, uh, and a, a friend of mine asked me to look at some uh, an aspect of the industry that I hadn't taken that much notice of, which was the pre-owned market. And I realized that the, the service level in the pre-owned market is predominantly quite poor yep. uh, because it's built up and supported by a network of very enthusiastic individuals who have become very good at their own element. But if I put the electrician that grows up, who's fantastic at doing navigation equipment. Yep. The customer begins to trust him, and then he he hears that the customer needs some upholstery doing or some fiberglass work doing, and he's got a mate that does that. And so there's this network of these small businesses, and the truth is some of them are fantastic and some of them are very poor. Mm. And the service level that that combines to give the pre-owned market is a, is very, very poor. And And the client actually ends up kind of project managing it as well exactly, don't they exactly exactly yeah. they get frustrated because they get let down the guys aren't business people so they overcommit and they get themselves into trouble and it's just it's just a it there isn't that professional fully engineered 
design orientated service uh, with proper project managers in there that deliver a whole project. Mm. So I thought there's a phenomenal opportunity. You know, the uh, the market doesn't really exist. It does in the super yacht area. Yep. So I'm familiar with it, with the, you know, with the fed chips of the world. You know, that is a normal business. Yes. Um, but it isn't in the in the you know f- forty to forty meter size. That is not yeah. normal. Yeah. Um. So I. I, you know, I spent a little bit of time looking at it and thought there's there's a huge opportunity here. Yeah. Um, and there's so many things that are going for it. You know, there's this, this we're all becoming more aware of the environmental impact of issues. Uh, we all want to understand what sustainability is about. Um, you know, it's strange, and I always tell the story, it's strange. If you ask me what Princess was built on during mine and David's time, the greatest issue would be value for money. Mm. It's difficult to just look at something that's multi-million pound, but it's, if it's and say actually it's great value for money, and that's what we built Princess on. Mm. That's what its core um, foundations were. And I and then I looked at you know where these how these boats are out there, and they they look so poor, they date very quickly. The and it's, you know the uh, the environmental impact on them. I mean, if they've been in the Mediterranean for a period of time, they they do take a, a, a real large hit. They do. Um, it's can, in Australia, they, even more so. They can look very poor relatively yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, and yet, you know, we can breathe a new life back into that product. And, you know, they're normally relatively low hours on the engines. The engines everyone looks at and says, well, I've got 2,000 engine hours. We say, well, you know, a half-life of an engine is 50,000 hours. Yes. So it's a zero. Yes. As long as it's properly maintained, there's nothing to worry yeah. about at all. No, because most of them are actually bus engines that are, are transferred exactly. to marine, aren't exactly. they? So exactly. if you think about how much, uh, how many miles a bus covers in yeah. its lifetime. That's right. Uh, yeah, that you're so true. It's yeah. so true that uh, people so often as, say. You know, as long yeah. as you keep up to date with the relative you know, modern navigation equipment and things like that. And, yeah. You know, we can make a... A boat that's 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 very tired, look absolutely beautiful, very relatively quickly. Yeah. And I just thought this is a service that needs to be offered, and it, and its growth potential I think is enormous. Um, and we started off uh, relatively slow, and it's it's fortunately blossoming. That's brilliant. So, what sort of size of boats and style of boats do you focus on? Is there a particular area you work in? Well, we started looking at I I. Spoke to a friend of mine who who'd had a refit done, and and it wasn't the greatest uh, of stories. Um, it wasn't value for money, mm. uh, number one. Mm. And the core reason it wasn't value for money is because the people that did the refit didn't truly understand how the boat was built from the ground up. Okay. So they weren't bad people. Yep. Um, but they put suboptimal solutions in place because they didn't truly understand how it was built. Yep. So I put together a team of people, uh, all of which have got phenomenal pedigrees in the industry. You know, they're, they're you know, the ex-design um, director of Fairline, uh, ex-development um, um, uh, manager out of Sunseeker, um, um, ex-princess uh, development managers, um, collectively. Um, we put together a team that could concentrate on Princess Fairline and Sunseeker because we knew that we would be absolute professionals in that area. Yeah. But from that, we've we've been approached by numerous other customers of the brands that can see what we can do. Yes. Um, very quickly trust us, and now basically we'll if it's if we're comfortable to do it, and we understand the product, then we'll take the job on. Yep. Um, if we don't, then we say that we're not experts in that. So sailing boats, for instance. Although when I first joined Princess, um, we were building Moody sailing boats. Oh, I love Moody's. Uh, Sigma yeah. and Eclipse, you know, the fantastic brands. Beautiful boats, yeah. And so we've got a, I personally have got a good understanding of them. Um, but the team haven't haven't got that experience. So we say, no, we're, although we could do that work, we're, we don't feel we're, we're the, the experts at that. So we'll leave that alone. Um, but where we've looked at brands like boats that we've done, like Brooms, um, um, Hunton, um, we've, you know, we've taken them on because the, the skills that we have within the business can be adapted towards those individual brands. We understand how those boats are built. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what sort of size boats are we talking here from uh, what our, to what Our footage? smallest one to date is uh, about a 38-footer, I think. Okay. And then the largest one is uh, an 85. Nice. And uh, uh, we're quoting on boats that are up to about 140 foot. Wow, that's fantastic! So, um, yeah, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to look at the 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 bigger. Um, uh, if, if I want to do the bigger end of the of the Princess Sunseeker Fairline range, yeah, then most of the works outside of the UK, in truth, yeah, because they're not boating in the UK today. I'm growing the business in the UK. So to do that sort of volume of product and that size in the UK is significant. Uh, but I know that the recipe, if I take it with this professional team um, to the Mediterranean, for instance, then it will absolutely blossom. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So so just to explain to our listeners exactly how SeedHow works as opposed to what is available to them in the market now, mm-hmm. you've actually got a full internal team that you put onto a project to actually run that whole refurbishment with that team, correct? Well, the first, the first thing we do is to try and ascertain what the customer wants to do. Um, uh, so, very early on, because you know we introduced something called the third way. Okay. Um, which is, you can buy a new boat, uh, you can buy a pre-owned boat. My experience of buying pre-owned boat is it's a, it's a, it's a transaction. Mm-hmm. It's like buying a chocolate bar. Mm. Um, there is no interaction. You, you buy it, you, you take it away that day. There's no aftermarket service. It's zero. So it's a very transactional industry. Whereas the new boat sales is very personal. And I felt, well, you know, why, why have we lost the perspective that somebody who's spending a quarter of a million pound is still not a lot of money. Yeah. That's been lost. <laughs> yes. Somehow. It seems strange, but yes. it's absolutely lost. <laughs> so you've got these pre-owned boats that are being sold in a transactional manner, um, and then you just get what you're given. Yep. And it's a lottery. Mm. So we said, hang on, but there's a third way of doing it. You can, you can buy a pre-owned boat, and you can have the quality of a new boat through ourselves. So we've had people that have bought pre-owned boats had them delivered straight to us. Okay. We then survey them completely. Yeah. Um, give them a full report on the mechanics, the electronics within it, and the. I didn't realise you did that. Okay. And then we we'll say, then we sit there and say, well, what do you want to do on the interior? Do you want it to? How do you want it to look? What's what sort of taste are you looking to to achieve? Yep. And they'll have a uh, uh, an engineering lead, and they'll have a design lead on the boat, um, and through that, then between us and the client. We will uh, specify a mechanical and an engineering list of work to be done yep. and, a, and a, a cosmetic list of work to be done. And the cosmetics are normally more intrusive because if, you, if you've got a problem with uh, a deteriorating headlining or side linings, then the, sometimes the whole of the interior of the boat's got to come out. Yeah. Um, so they can be more intrusive. Um, but equally, they can have the biggest impact. Mm. You know, the biggest impact on, you know, when you walk on, when we were designing princesses, uh, you want people to like like the exterior, but when they walk in the patio door, they've got to love the interior. Yeah. Because that's where they'll spend most of their time. Yes. You want that wow factor when you walk in, and, and it's the soft furnishings and the timber work that give you that. Um, and the older boats tend to have far too much timber in them. They're, they're, so they're hard, although they're luxury, they're hard surfaces. And the more the newer boats today will have a lot more soft surfacing. And so we tend to um, design in a new, softer interior um, that's got all the looks and smell of new, um, but at the value of a premium price. Wow. So you've got the, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i a person that falls in loves, love with my my material things. I'm, yes. Um, you know, I have a car that I've had for 
28 years, right? <laughs> um, and then I have another car that is, yeah, she probably needs changing in, but I don't want to change her in because I really like <laughs> her, right? Um, and I I do believe that you fall in, uh, well, I, I certainly do, I fall in love with um, my boats, my yes. cars and so on and so forth. So you're giving people that opportunity that have done that. They've fallen in love with a with a particular boat that they have. Yes. But they're looking at it and they're thinking, oh, that's not, as you say, headlinings are a classic example. They do start to fall down and they and they make the boat look really shabby. So you're giving the people to the opportunity to 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 kind of fall in love with that boat again, right? Yes, that's right. So there are some clients that have come to us um, that that want to fall in love with their boat all over again. If you look at our uh, broom, we did we actually did a marketing strap line. We said you fall in love with your boat all over again. Yeah, and there are certain customers that come to us that absolutely love their boat the gentleman loves it but the, the the lady hates the interior yep um they come and they've always wanted to have we've got a gentleman who's just bought a very expensive pershing uh, but his passion is in a much smaller boat that he's had from from uh, years ago yep um there's a gentleman that we're doing now a, a huge refit on a on a portofino 46 that's having complete start again the engines are out, all the engine rooms stripped out to bare fiberglass, all the interior stripped out to bare fiberglass. Uh, because he is very much like yourself. He is in love with that particular yard number. Um, and he will end up with something that's unique and beautiful. Um, so no, it's uh it it is a is a very, very, very comprehensive service. Yeah, and it must be very satisfying to see the clients go through that process with you it is because they enjoy the process they enjoy sitting down with a designer you've got we've got three design uh, people that are capable of, of sitting down with a client and they manage them all the way through from the first day to the end they'll do the handover um they're answering all their questions they're trying to be they're trying to create something that's very unique for them um you know it is incredibly satisfying incredibly yeah satisfying yeah and i you know i truly believe that you know, if we uh, deliver that, every client that we satisfy will bring two or three more of their friends. Yes. Uh, and that's what's happening today. Yeah, because I can people imagine. people go on their boat. You know, people, you know, if you've bought a, if you've bought a second-hand boat um, and you've bought a uh, half a million pound boat that was, say, two million pound new. Yep. When you walk on it, are, are your friends going to be really blown away? Mm. Or do they come down to your boat and say, actually, wow, that, look at the state of that interior. <laughs> uh, or even if it's in beautiful condition, yeah, it will be very old-fashioned. Yes, very dated. Um, so yeah. very, very dated. So, yeah. you know, if you walk on any of ours, and we've exhibited them at a couple of boat shows, um, you will very, very quickly see that they absolutely feel and look brand new. Yeah, and I love the way that you do your little tag, your little logo mm -hmm. on the seats and so on. Yes, yes. So that's an illustration. This has been sea tagged. Yes. As opposed to just a normal refurbishment, and is that that's kind of I'm guessing that's kind of kind of your marketing plan to. It is. We're building a brand. So you can, yeah. if you take Overfinch uh, in the UK, you know it takes a, a Range Rover, which is a beautiful product to start with. Yep. And it makes it very personal and very special. And everyone knows that an overfinch is a level above the standard product. And that's what, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So everything we do is done in a, to a standard of a, of a new boat builder. We develop the standards. You know, it, it is that strap line. It's, this, is, this is being remodeled by the people that designed and built these boats in the first place. Yes. Um, so it's, 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 it's quite unique, but it, it takes us to a, another level. So we've, act, you know, we've actually got a new princess coming to us shortly um that you know hasn't even haven't even given birth to it yet wow and it's booked in for a, a an upgrade so it's not it's not having a refit it's taking yes. a product and we're adding a level to it a, a personal sophistication yeah that can't be given by the new boat builder i get that that's yeah. it's very complex to run that and it's yeah. very complex to give that sort of attention to an individual client um but that's what we do that's great and I guess 
what we're, we're talking about here as well is is you're giving an opportunity to somebody um, that can't afford the four million dollar boat, right? That, that's the brand new, fantastic. We'd all love to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, boat. Yes. Um, they simply jo- just don't have that in the bank, right? To to hand over yes. for that for that particular boat. Um, but they can take a five hundred thousand dollar boat and add perhaps a couple, you know, some couple another hundred or w- yeah. whatever it takes mm-hmm. to get it to where they want it to. Um, and you're creating something so incredibly special for them at the level they can afford, right? Exactly. So exactly, yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's. You know, you, to me, it's a very intuitive thing to do. You know, I've 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 never come across any any wealthy person. I've dealt with you know wealthy people throughout the world for decades that give away money easily. Mm. No. Um, it's all hard work. Whether you're you know whether you've created a business from scratch and it's, it's become very, it's just been bought by you know some organisation or other, or you're at the other end and you're at the end where you're just want to go boating with your family yep. and you, you just put together as much as you can. Um, no one wants to give their money away easily. So therefore, why not do things in a way that make economic sense? And to me, you know, you take something that is, whether depreciation has already been washed out. Um, so, uh, and then you add value to it. You know, boats that we've done, we've added value to it. They've actually sold for more money than their original uh, purchase price. Oh, I love that. Um, so you add value to them and, you know, they won't depreciate. They're no. at the bottom of their depreciation curve. Yes. So all you do is have the fun. Yeah. All you do is have the fun. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, it's, uh, you know, we're, that's this message we're trying to get over to the world, that this is third way. Just give it an opportunity. Just look at it. Yeah. And then intuitively, you you know, some people will stick with the new and those are to be congratulated because we all need them in the industry. Well, if we didn't um, have the new ones, we won't have ones to refurb, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we've got, to look, we've got to look after the future. Um, so it's, uh, um, it is it is something that when you start to think about it, it's we all do it with our homes. Yes. You know, who would buy a new home and then just, you know, just jump in someone else's bed and their bed linen and just carry on living in it as if they as if they bought that spot buying a pre-owned boat's like. Yes. Um, yeah. Or we said, no, actually, we take all that out, bring it back to you. It's all new, new bedding, new interior, new mattresses. It's, it's just absolutely as if it's a new boat handover. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those of you that follow me on Instagram, and I hope there's a few of you out there, I truly appreciate that. Um, you'll see me often in a really nice cap with my logo on it and a really nice jacket or two with my logo on it. And those are produced for me by Quality Marine Clothing. Now, Quality Marine Clothing specialise in creating uniforms and branded clothing and water bottles and well everything really that you'd like your brand on they are happy to put together for you so um, please let them know that you heard about them on my podcast the boat princess and they will look after you so well i promise they're wonderful so that's quality marine clothing and there if you just want one jacket with your boat name on then you can use their retail store which is uh, ross and whitcroft So you're um, obviously working with your family is, and it, that must be different for you because obviously working for Princess, it was a very big business by the time you weren't, were no longer involved yes. in it. This is, is getting back to groundworks of, of really starting your own business and that must be very exciting for you to develop it, it, that. It is very exciting, but anyone who knows me knows that I'm hands-on. Yeah. I, I, loved, I love detail. I love to get involved. Um, even when, you know, when we're running Princess and, you know, at one point in time we were building a thousand boats a year. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, at the coal face, hands on all the time. That's why I, I enjoy that. I don't do it because I'm, I'm checking on things. I just enjoy that. And even today when I'm with the, the craftsmen and when they, when I say it's going to take a day to do that, they say, no, it's two. I want to understand why. Yes. And when I'm, I, I enjoy that learning, it's just, I just, uh, yeah, that's what gives me my kicks. Yeah. Um, so 
uh, today, and, and Ellie would uh, Ellie would kick me if I'm honest with you, because it <laughs> it, it, it 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 isn't a family company. It's a it's a small company with family members in it, right? Because everyone's got to wear yeah. their corn. Yeah. Um. So if you and and I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a tough taskmaster. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I, 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 I no, and I don't ha- I don't have to be with our small organisation. Because I've selected people that are at the top of their game. Yeah. So to be in CTAG, there's two two prerequisites. You've got to be in the top quartile of your skill. Yeah. So all the engineers, the craftsmen, the painters, the designers, the marketing team are all at the top end of their game. And you have to be a nice person. Because the world's full of... Uh, yeah. uh, all sorts of people. So yes. the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. And I only need to be a certain size so I can afford to be very selective. Um, so you have to be a real nice person and you have to, but you have to be a very, very skilled person. Which gives then your clients a, a whole feel to the whole process, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. So when, they, yeah. when, when they're there with the, the, the carpenter and they ask for something to be done, they phone you up and say, that guy was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. He went above and beyond what because they don't they don't need to be told they don't need to be given an instruction manual or a set of policies yeah. they just do it because they're nice people yes yeah that's fantastic and and I, I being a bit woo woo um if if somebody's doing <laughs> something woo-woo? nice is doing <laughs> so, it's called that sort of you know ethereal sort of feel to it right um, um if somebody as nice is working on your boat, that that energy is transferring through to that it is. as well, you it know. Is. So, um, and I think that's it's, it's it's all it all adds up to a beautiful experience yes. that that creates a space that everybody then gets to enjoy. Exactly. You know, it's incredible. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and and then the other thing I really love about your business is that you are really tackling a bit of an is- issue we have in the boating industry with. Boats are not easy to get rid of. No. They're not recyclable. Um, the the steel ones are, which is fantastic. But the the fiberglass ones, they they are an issue. Um, and the fact that you are taking because because they do actually last a long time. Well, they do. Right? They, they last our lifetime. Yeah. So so the fact that you're um taking some of those magnificent boats, which were built beautifully in the first mm. place, um, and you're you're then you know, bringing them to a new time, if you like, with the the things that you do, means that they can be enjoyed for so much longer. And we're kind of therefore arresting part of that problem. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. You know, this is, you know, we are probably the most sustainable business in the the industry Mm. uh, because, you know, we, we, we work with sustainable products. So one of our designers, Sarah, who's design director, is passionate about uh, sustainability yeah so there is a um a collection of materials that are uh that are recycled that are that she's been selecting and working on for years in truth um so we can go down that road but in truth we take uh, an already a product that has already had its impact on the world yeah um and we make it like new again yeah which is you know absolutely unique yeah, and as, uh, so, and as you say, we've we've always done that with our houses. Yeah, yes. So it yeah. makes sense to do it with our boats as well, doesn't exactly, it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's it's you know all the people we've come across they they think about it, but they haven't got they don't know who to reach out to to have it done. Mm. So that's why you know we've created the business we've created, um, uh, and it makes it it makes so much sense as soon as you start to give it time. As soon as you start to have a think about it, then you know all we want to do is be considered as an option, because we believe that once you put that option on the table, then it will become the intelligent man's choice. Yeah, yeah, it makes incredible sense to mm. me. Yeah, and Friend. so I guess Chris, we're kind of your business is opening up a whole good situation for boaters, and that we all know that when we buy a boat, new or secondhand. There are invariably things that we find that are niggleless or actually go wrong or um, perhaps need changing and all those sorts of things. So we'll own a boat for four, five, six years and we'll finally get all through all, through all that. And then lots of us would go, okay, I need new, another boat. 
because we've kind of done that and we're, it's human nature. Once you yes. finish something, you, t- you tend yes. to want to, to yeah. start again, right? Um, but I guess they can come to you once they've spent all that money on those niggles um, and then you get into it so that they well, can. That's the that's the lovely thing about our business is you, it's so multifaceted in the in the customer base it can deal with. So there are clients that absolutely love their boat. Um, they understand it. They 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 can hear a squeak or a knock, and they can know that there's something right or wrong with it. And they're very comfortable with it, and it suits their size because uh, they're used to it with their family. But it looks dated. Yeah, uh, it isn't something that when they bring their fr- friends on, they go wow. Or they're, you know, within the community, they see what they all go to. The, the boat show is full of a boat enthusiasts, isn't it? Yes. Looking at, dreaming about what the future holds. And we all do that. Yeah. That's, that's great. We all do that in our own hobbies. Yes. Um, and yet you can achieve that now at a sensible budget with something that you know and trust. Yeah. How fantastic is that? Yeah. You know, and the, you know, the other great element that we try and get over is, you know, who doesn't want new boat quality at pre-owned prices? If you asked a boater, what is your dream? So I want I want it to be pre-owned prices, but with absolute new quality. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it was interesting. I was talking to, because um, I did a lovely interview with Sarah, like your designer. She's mm-hmm. an absolute uh, gem to talk to because she's a yeah. very she's talented a girl. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and um, afterwards we went for a coffee before we started this interview with you and um she was talking about um, a client that, it, and I'm interested to understand this, um, your, how you change perhaps the minds of clients sometimes, that they come to you and say, oh, I want to do this. Because she said she was talking about a client that came to you and said, I want to change the timber in the boat because it's too yes. much timber. I want to cover up the timber floor and with a carpet. And she said, no, 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 I wouldn't do that because that's beautiful, but I would change the timber in the galley. Um, do you do that quite often that we you're do, changing? We, we, we do it all the time. So first thing we do, we act, if, if you phone us up and say, you know, I've heard about SeaTag, I've looked at your website, you do some fantastic stuff, but, but this, you know, I, I've got my particular boat. You say, well, first thing is take a video of it, talk to the video and tell us what you don't like. Okay. But equally show us all the other bits that interface with that and tell us what you do like. Um, and then we go back and we call it a scoping budget. We'll say you need to spend fifty or sixty thousand pounds to resolve all that. But this is the list of work we'd actually recommend you do. And eighty percent of it will be what you want, what you've identified. Yeah. And the other twenty percent will be what we've identified. And some of the stuff that you've identified, we're saying we'll leave that alone because they, the art of interior design and boat design is 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 is, is complex, mm. and most people haven't got the vision the experience to understand what's actually niggling at them what is what don't they like about this and they'll pick on a certain element of it and it'll but it'll bury themselves inside them so they'll constantly hate the floor or whatever it is you know and yet that isn't the issue it's just that the whole thing isn't blended uh so what we do then is we visualize that to them come back and show them um and on a on a number of occasions um well numerous occasions will say, well, actually, you should be doing your helm seats. And they'll say, no, 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 we don't want that done. We, you know, we don't want that done. We just want this area done. And basically, we've taken upon ourselves to do the additional work. Um, and I'd say to them, we're coming on board now. I'll tell you now, we've done the additional work. If you like it, you can pay for it. If you don't like it, um, then don't pay for it. Um, and everyone goes on and says, thank goodness you've done that. <laughs> Because they, they haven't got the, that, that's our skill. That's what yes. we've spent, you know, decades and decades doing, what, what, understanding the balance of that interior or exterior um, that, that makes it work. And Sarah's an expert at that along with the rest of us. Yeah. And you, you've had so such a long career in this industry. Yes. You really understand what works on boats and what doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've got, you know, we, we, I spent my life looking at the competition's boats yes. and our own. Because that's how they've evolved. You know, that's how the British boat building industry became so strong. Yeah. It's because you have these very, very strong businesses competing with each other. Yeah. And then getting onto the international platform, obviously. Uh, so, no, it's been a – and it's fun. It's, it's If you enjoy it, it's fun. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it. I enjoy going to boat shows today and looking at what people are doing. It's, uh, it's fascinating because the evolution in the industry is very quick. Yes. Very, very fast indeed. 
Yeah. It needs to be because it's a high-end fashion industry at the end of the day. Yes, true enough. Yeah. And they've got to – and, it, yeah, it, you've got to have a reason to buy a new boat, right? They've got to keep creating That's different things the in the new boats. The majority of new boat sales would go to a customer who's got a boat less than five years old. Yeah. Therefore, you have to reinvent yourself constantly. Yeah. Um, that gives a cycle to the industry. Yes. And, therefore, that's why it gives this you know, this enormous pre-owned market that needs taken care of. Yeah. Which you're just going to take care of them, Chris. <laughs> one by one. <laughs> <laughs> so so what's your dream? What's your full vision for SeaTag? What do you see in the future for SeaTag? Uh, I see it to grow, to grow um, uh, both in the UK and in certain spots around the world. Uh, but I only want to grow to the point in time where I run out of talented, nice people. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but some businesses grow beyond that um, uh, and they become difficult corporate businesses to manage. Uh, and I don't want that really for CTAG. I, you know, it is fun. It is what we do. It is the, our, you know, our business is fun. The people that are nice to be around, they're talented, they're, um, we're all going to the rugby at uh, the weekend. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the lads has organized that. And it's it's just it's just fun, and as long as we can create a business to a size that it maintains fun, and we can deliver the service level we're delivering today, then I'll be delighted. Yeah, I have a, a really important question for you. I'm hoping you're coming to Australia one day. Please come to Australia one day, Chris. <laughs> well, we know we we you know we uh, if we can if we can take our unique skill uh, into any of the environments where the, where boating is boating is in their blood. Yeah. We, we, it had boom. Yeah. It had boom. Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah. Because everyone thinks it's simple. And it's not. It's very complex. Yes. Very complex. Yeah. Uh, but we love it. And, we, and it, it, it's easy to the people inside our company because they're all enthusiasts. Yeah. That's lovely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chris, it has been amazing talking to you today and, and learning all about CTAG. I personally think it's an absolutely outstanding company. I love the way you've put it together i love your branding i love your approach oh, that's very um, kind of you. yeah it's, it's that's just magnificent kind. because I, I do think pre-owned boats are uh something that we need to nurture and something we need to bring them back to life and yeah. um, because you know those boat those boats have been built beautifully and we need to preserve that kind of thing absolutely absolutely but you know it's it, it, you know we said it before it's just like your house you know, the, today you look at a, a listed property and it's it's well, well taken care of. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. You know, there are thousands of boats out there, well, hundreds of thousands of boats out there that, you know, deserve to be looked after a little bit better than they're looked after today. Yeah. So um, are you dealing with boats all over the world at the moment or just in specifically in UK? What What's the, how, who, who can come to you at this point? Any, anybody can come to us. So, you know, you can find us at ctagyachts.com. You can uh, write to us at info at ctagyachts.com. Um, there's a telephone number there. One of the team will call you back within the day. So, you know, anyone can talk to us, but it's all about economics at the moment. So we've done some work all over Europe. Um, uh, but they tend to be bigger projects. Um, <clears throat> we will be expanding, excuse me, we will be expanding in different geographies through the world. Um, and it's there's a huge advantage in actually shipping the boats. So one of the one of the boats we just shipped back from Europe to the UK. Okay. Because we've we've got a um, a facility of doing that work tax free. So it becomes, you know, suddenly you can change the, the cost of the VAT that you would normally be charged in your local area, or we would have to charge you if you did the work there. If it's a big enough project, we can bring it back. That work's done tax-free. It pays for the shipping. Wow. So there's, you know, there's... That's there's, big. It's huge. It's yeah. huge. So there's numerous ways of it. You know, other people, um, you know, you might, uh, you know, to me, it's at, if I was in Australia today, yeah, I'd be looking for a tired boat in Europe. Yes. Um, sending it directly to us, yes. having it done, and then shipping the thing to to Australia. I think that's an extraordinary idea, Chris. Uh, and then so suddenly, so so there's numerous ways. So when anyone can talk to us wherever they are in the world, yeah. Um, there's a solution. It isn't necessarily just us shipping the the, the guys out uh, in a container for a kit out there straight away. Yeah. Um, but you know we've got a boat in build at the moment, um, which is a a Dutch gentleman keeping his boat in the Mediterranean. Uh, bought his boat from Scandinavia. Okay. Um, as it's passing, it's coming in for a big refit. 
so there's numerous, numerous ways. Uh, but you know, there's there's just this opportunity of, you know, as we'd all want, having this new boat feel for a, you know a, a very a, a very fair price. Yeah. Well, an, an interesting thing, specifically talking to the Australian market, <clears throat> is that um, uh, we do have an issue with older European boats in that the headlinings do go on yes. simply because of the heat. Yes, that's right. That they're exposed yes. to in yes. Australia. Um, and there's also the thing that we we are a limited market um, and there are some secondhand boats that simply aren't available in Australia yes. because you have such a, a much broader market over here in yes. Europe. So yes. so I guess it gives us the opportunity to pick up a, a nice Fairline Princess or, or Sunseeker and have, have it, as you say, taken to you first. Exactly. And then shipped out to exactly. Australia. Exactly. We can organise the... all the shipping as we're doing for these, these couple of boats that we've got in at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and all the all the necessarily paperwork can be done. So no, it's um, you know, we can we can get our service ac- across the globe, but it's about the economics. And luckily, Europe is a there's a couple of big hubs in the world of where all the boats are, and Europe is one of them. Yes. Uh, South America is another one. Um, um, so um, you know, it's uh. A great opportunity, and the guys. I I originally started the company thinking that the trade would tune into it as a, a very very quickly, and I spent a lot of energy talking to the trade, but it doesn't because the trade is a is in a done in a traditional way. It's very fast turnover. It's 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 supplying that selling that boat on brokerage. We deal with the end client. Yeah, uh, the end client is 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 it gives it a fair hearing, looks at it, then you know we believe that there's such an obvious choice in having this new boat quality for pre-owned price. Therefore, you can go shopping in a very different way. Yeah, exactly right. And mm. you can you can have that vision of, okay, this is a tired boat, but I can make it into something completely different. Yeah. So you don't don't have to disregard it exactly as a purchase. Purchase potential, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. So just have it, you know, what we we say to people, because a lot of people phone us up for advice. And we'll say, let's just make sure you have a proper survey on it, understand what you're getting involved with. Um, once you've got that proper survey on it, then you can make your adjustment to the purchase price. Yep. Um, and and then the sky's the limit. Yeah. And you can achieve something that's absolutely unique to you. And what we tend to do is I think all the projects we've done. I've got an interior in them that's more luxurious than any boat of that size would have. Um, ah. And that's the most, because, because the cost, you know, we, we talk, you were talking to Sarah, the cost of the exquisite materials, and they are more expensive, yeah. but so, if you use them in such an economic way through the design process, you can make them absolutely sing quality for relatively little more compared to what the basic material costs would be. Yeah. So it's a way of having something truly special. So when you've bought that boat that is 10 years old and your friends come down to it, they go, absolutely, wow, this is stunning. Yeah, amazing. Rather than walking away thinking, oh, that's a little bit tired. It smells a bit. <laughs> we never want people to no. walk away from that boat saying it smells a bit, <laughs> do we? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's the worst scenario in the world. But, uh, but they do. Sadly, they have a tough innings. The boats, yeah. are, as you say, the boats have a tough innings. They really do. Um, yeah. uh, but there's no re- the fundamentals of them. What really the true value in them, their hulls, their engineering, the the wiring, all the stuff that you don't see is all in Great Neck. Yeah, it's all the stuff you do see, which is you know, which uh, and it dates. It looks old fashioned, and it and if it, you know the sun's attacked it, it will be suffering. Yeah. Um, but no, we can make them look like absolutely look and feel and smell like new. Wonderful. Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Um, uh, <laughs> when, when I was developing boats with Princess, um, David would always take the mickey out of me because he, he, he'd always say that I fall in love with my latest girlfriend. So whatever, <laughs> my favorite boat was always the last one we were working on because you, in truth, you put a little bit of your soul into them. Yeah, and that's what makes it fun. If you don't have that passion, then 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 it's just a job. Um, so now we've every, every what the joy is in watching the people pick them up. Yeah, you watch the people pick them up. You know, I tell them that you, you don't really want to come and see it halfway through construction. Half of them do. Yeah, and then they say, "Oh, I understand what you mean now," because it's a bit like looking at your. I use the analogy, which is a tough analogy, but it's just like looking at your child on an operating theater. You mm-hmm. know, they're in the hands of the experts, and you. 
you, you pay for a good result. The last thing is you want to see it. Yes. Um, um, so it's very tough to see something a boat that you love then taken apart. Um, but when they come to see the finished article, yeah. uh, they're blown away. Yeah. Absolutely blown away. Uh, magical. Yeah. That must be a magical moment. It's very, it's lovely. Yeah. It's really nice because yeah. all of them, all of them become, um, uh, they, they speak very highly of the business. Um, and they all phone us up for advice and they're all very happy to tell us that they've recommended us to their friends. Mm. And we're in that, you know, um, that reputation in a relatively short period of time just shows you that we've got things right. Yeah, exactly right. <gasps> so just give us your uh, website details and so on, Chris, so can, people can find you easily. So at ctagyachts.com, um, um, you can email us on info at ctagyachts.com or there's a phone number on the website that'll get you to one of the team r- relatively quickly. Yeah. Before we go, just one thing you'd like to say to anybody contemplating coming into this industry, what would you say? I would say come in full-hearted. It's a fantastic industry. Uh, it's full of very, very clever people. Uh, and above all, if you can mix a bit of fun and a bit of business together, that's that's got to be a dream. Yeah, love it. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> and I love following you on Instagram as well. Ah, well, that's Ellie. Oh, See, that's she, so much she fun. Looks like she's looking after the world. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So that's C-Tag spelled S-E-T-A-G, guys, just when you're looking online. And if you if you forget about it, the reason it's called C-Tag, yeah. which we spent good hard-earned money figuring out, it's gate spelt backwards. Ah, there we are. You see, it is a family business after all. But like I say, <laughs> it's a small company with family in it. <laughs> Sounds like it's an amazing company. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Chris, for being here. It's been lovely talking to you. I do appreciate you traveling all this way to Southampton from Plymouth. It's lovely of you to do that. We are here at the Southampton Harbour Hotel and uh, it's been amazing visiting the UK again. So many brilliant people in this boating industry in the UK. So lovely to talk to you, Chris, and we'll see you on the water soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you'd like to know more about what I do and where I am, then you can follow me on Instagram at the Boat Princess. You can also sign up to my newsletter on my website, which is theboatprincess.com. Take care of yourselves, everyone, and hopefully we'll see you on the water soon.